Welcome to All Ages RPG, the role-playing podcast for gamers of all ages. I'm Harold, the Dungeon Master for this 32nd episode, taken from our 8th recording session. In the Dragonborn city-state of Indir, life within the city continues to go on, despite the threat of the approaching mammal army and the tower that mysteriously rose above the city immediately after the PCs lost some elves in the tunnels beneath the city. We rejoin Vaisuna and Kantu as they prepare to train to level 3 as we continue our Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, The Guardians of Indir. say and are you going to be rolling or are you going to take the default i'm going to be taking the default okay uh keats isn't by trainer actually no remember no, the trainer is it's Dispira. no but you're at keats that's where we left the character so you're at keats's place now you're going to go to Dispira. yeah yeah the thing about training with Dispira is that we have scheduled training sessions and we also have unscheduled training sessions by which I mean, she breaks into my house and swipes my favorite paperweight and leaves a note behind saying, Despira was here, and I'm supposed to find a way to swipe it back from her. That sounds like a lovely trade. There is a lot of kind of joke ambushes that happen yes. as well, and also a lot of having to hunt and track down Despira because, yeah. as you may not all remember. Dispirit is a tiefling. Tieflings are no more accepted by Dragonborn than they had been by humans. And so Dispirit lives possibly an even more shady life than many of the rest of you. Even getting to our scheduled training sessions is ridiculous. She leaves like a trail of clues that Vaisuna has to follow to and it's not fine like, where they're going to have their training session. It's not like the cheesy ones they do along the kitchen. It's like a cornbread no. made out of eggs. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so something that has been coming up in our, in Vaisuna and the Spirit's training sessions lately, well, basically what happens is, at first it kind of starts off where, like, at the end of the training session, they'll notice... For example, Vaisuna's rapier has heated up a noticeable degree for no apparent reason. And then as time goes on, it starts getting more noticeable and like occasionally puffs of smoke will sort of appear around her. And Despira realizes that this is actually the early signs of someone having aptitude for magic. That's what they've been started working on more recently is starting to develop Vaisuna's magical abilities. And at first, Despira is a little alarmed because another prospect that has happened with her protégés in the past 
is that they have fallen into the temptation of some dark power. And she is concerned that you might have gone down like a warlock path or something. And she's relieved that that is not <laughs> the case. That it just seems to be a, an affinity for magic, as you say. Yeah, you find an eldritch tome saying, you, yeah, everybody's looking at Squeaks, and you find an eldritch tome written in, yeah, Squeak, written in axolotls. You're me a nickel, Squeaks. He pointed a giant axolotl puppet at his miniature. By the way, he now has a giant axolotl I gave it to him for his birthday, and I gave him giant dice. And he got a saxolotl mug. I also gave him that. It's a pic it's a mug with a picture of an axolotl playing a saxophone on it. It's playing Careless Whispers, yes. So for the three of you, is there anything that you want to do knowing that you are in the midst of training, but training is not twenty-four hours a day? Are there any side tasks or any shopping or anything that you want to do or exploration that you want to do in Indir? Any questions that you want to answer in Indir, realizing that the, 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 you've heard these rumors about the town? I have, uh, I wish to hunt out a giant, fluffy war dog, feathered mount, Grogten? Okay, cool. Grogten. Giant war dogs. War dogs. Feathery. <laughs> and they have, like, feathers. feathers. Of let's, like the let's dark. Not <coughs> them as dogs anymore because they're not. They're they're, they, they, they look like the shape of a dog, but it's feathers. Right. It's Gwyn. It's a, it's a with really big sharp teeth. Quadruped. It's, it's Gwyn. Canine or canine-looking quadruped. Apodic, uh, but it doesn't have wings. Omnivorous or carnivorous or weirdly vegetarian. <laughs> um, I'm living a, ve a vegetarian so bad because I have pointy teeth, and that just makes that me problem. But I actually, I think it would be omnivore, but doesn't like most plants, so it mainly tries to eat meat. But if it's like some sort so of like grain dogs. of some sort, mm. kind of, yeah, or like our fruit, our fruit, like a lot of birds. <laughs> yeah, yes. birds. grains and meat are its primary diet. Okay, including fish. All right, so you're going to look for it to get a gratin. I'm looking for a grok tent and a big dog. Don't mention that. My big okay. dog. You were going to ask something, or <laughs> a dog you, and a you had something that you wanted to pursue? No? Not really. Okay. Other than like getting ingredients for the upcoming potluck at the local local temple. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I want to go to that, even though I don't know about it. Well, of course, I'll be accompanied by some you're a That's right. And that's... you don't know about the local temple. Well, the the local <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Balasar's religion is specifically only in his hometown. Perrin, it's weird. Perrin, not to be confused with Kai, Kai Win. So oh, wait, I'm interested in. Uh, you don't have to answer this right away because I want to get to others, but I do want to hear more from you about the. Faith of Ugandai. Oh, Ugandai. 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 Ugand
So you want to do is doing two things. One, he's trying to um, give advice in on potlucks. Okay. And two, he is um, looking also for a pet. Um, he doesn't know which one, but if he's able to find a, if he's able to get a pet somehow, like. Uh, all right. I had a question actually. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, how much money were we going to get from the whole mystery bundle thing again last week? I'm distressed that you did not write it down. I wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a quiet thing to say. Wow. 25,000 wings. 25,000 wings last week. <laughs> I got this handle. Anyway, what path are you doing? Again! I've seen my doing I think it was like. Is, I think it was like. You can't do stance. 3,000 wings or something it. to like evenly split between between the three of us. We can say that. That's okay. fine. You know, Balisar would have paid for one of the shiny orbs because that's my trainer who knows about human artifacts probably could have replicated it itself. What sort of animal are you looking for? I'm looking for any kind of small avian or dinosaur like creature I might be able to have to sidekick. Something that could be as a, like more of a scout? Kind of picture. like a scout sidekick. Or so something like that. The, the way that like rangers small... typically use like a bird to yeah. spy things. Except out. it's like a terrestrial dinosaur. Like I'm thinking. Shabuya! Uh, yeah. yeah. That doesn't make this fun. It's a little small animal about the same size as Clyde. And <laughs> you could have mounted it. I probably wouldn't be able to. And it eats bugs and termites and things, but the cool thing about it is it only has one claw in each hand. So like a mantis? I thought it was a weird little mantis look to it. But it's fast, so it like run around and scout things out. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I have a do you think that stuff. they are common in India? Is I it something that they are breeding for the war effort? Um, that depends on Maybe whether or not we have the insects. I'm pretty sure we have the insects that fly insects. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know. Uh, sure. So, yeah, I guess maybe the insect oh, one, we can use it as either an espionage like animal. Like, kind of like how we use pigeons to spy on things, you know. Okay. Really? We used to use pigeons? Yeah. I would to carry messages, not yeah. as not spies. Not as <laughs> <laughs> Like, how do we have a conversation and have the pigeons tell us what it was? Tap his beak and Morse code. Yeah. Red. Axolotl Morse codes. It's a. Give it's me, a they found another fat, another bread factory, <laughs> sir. Yeah, but are you Axelon, sure? All he keeps saying is bread. Yeah. <laughs> Diabolical. Yeah, another yeah, bread uh, factory. Diabolical. Bread. Yeah. Yeah. I had Axolotl. Axolotl is a Axolotl Morse is a series of. Gloves and swishes. So, uh, real quick, Chia for Kamtu. So, going back in time with the group of you at Keats's place, what is it you're going to do for your training and anything else that you're doing in India? So, Ruthik is your trainer. I will go to Ruthik, which is pretty much fly up into the air. Hey, Ruthik! <laughs> <laughs> you, you, just, you, just, you just hear yeah. from the distance, I'm not deaf. He he's really deaf. Doesn't doesn't help that he's a bird person. They didn't have very good he he's not an owl person, so he doesn't have very good hearing in the first place. Yeah. 
I'm not deaf, you know? So you have come to realize, or you discern the pattern in Ruthick that he spends more and more of his days just drifting lazily in thermals above <laughs> India for hours and hours at a time. So you fly up, trying to get his attention, and you have to spot him because he doesn't respond to you calling to yeah, Kantu has his own little game now, Spot the Ruthic. Luckily, he has Hawkeye Vision. Wow, who knew? Really sharp vision. So what is the training <laughs> regimen does Ruthic have for well, Kantu? Well, usually, go, go into the woods and act like your wings are bound. You're not allowed to fly for this whole thing. Now, okay, you're getting attacked by a warband. Warband falls from the sky. What do you do? <laughs> Stuff like that. Well, in... This situation, there are actually a lot uh, more elves, yeah. actual enemies of Indir, that are in the surrounding countryside. Small squads of them are moving around and harassing border villages, border farms. And so there are plenty of opportunities for you to fly out and actually engage in combat. This time is different, though. Kantu says, I want to be a beastmaster. And he goes, okay, go out in the woods. And yeah, this is Ruthic's voice. Yeah, catch yourself a dragonborn or something. I don't care. It just has to be small. Yeah, dragonborn are small. Right? I don't remember. Brain's kind of fuzzy these days. He's 25, actually. Yes. Whoa! <laughs> He's absurdly old. Or yeah. yeah. So. Yeah! Oh! He's remembering, he's remembering his youth. Some of the time you recognize that he's remembering his youth where he would prey on anything that was left unattended. Dragonborn family is out having a picnic. And he would get a little. Dragonborn young one. My cabbages! <laughs> yeah. Can I see the player's handbook? Sure. So, <laughs> do you all have a place that you meet other than the Dragon's Blood Tavern? Or is it we're that's just the, where, you, where you meet? Yeah, we're going to meet at the potluck. Ah, very good. The okay. Potluck. So, I hope they don't, before we I hope they get into in, the proper religion. Oh, we're always... Ready to convert people. So, <laughs> but before we get to the potluck, I wanted to get back to the research lab with Maval and how he's training you and the montage is happening. But there is also some humorous interactions between him and Squat Riptu, which we didn't play out at all because it's fun for me to have two NPCs talking to each other. Maval has, over the years since you've reassembled him and he's been living among Dragonborn, he has developed an ability to speak and act normal to Dragonborn endurance society. And so there's only the slightest sibilance to his speech, a little bit of a hissing of the bellows that force air to make the sounds. Whereas Squad Ripdu 
full on sounds like a pipe organ. So. But Squat Ripto being there and being a comparison between him and Maval, or it and Maval, because Squat Ripto is genderless in a way that Maval has claimed maleness. <laughs> Squat Ripto has not done that. Squat Ripto is, is a genderless automaton. Being able to compare them gives the sages a fair amount of insight into what's going on with them. And they realize that each of these two, and perhaps other automatons as well, were created with specific tasks that they were specialized in. And Squat Ripdu was built and they're having a really hard time understanding this, to destroy written things. And that they discovered this through an unfortunate time when they were walking around. Maval was accompanying some sages as they were doing tests, and they went into a library. Oh, and no. Swat ripped to hunkered down and started tearing books apart and they had to drag what? him out. And no, then he fine. was fine. Well he's 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 not gonna get a job as a librarian anytime soon. Yeah. Maybe But this gives them insight that this is probably why Maval has this compulsion about baking is that he was a digital cookie. possibly a muffin so this is a theory that I should probably go through the rest of those crates <laughs> just to make sure there's no oven in them. This is a theory that one of the sages has put forward. The others hypothesis. have yes. One Some hypothesis that one of them has put forward. And there isn't consensus between the sages as to what this is because the sages have a hard time imagining for all the weird and wacky stuff that people have discovered about humans they can't imagine that they would make sentient beings and have them do just one task like that that seems ridiculous and extravagant even for humans to say okay We've made you and we've given you intelligence and a personality. All you're ever going to do is make muffins. <laughs> <laughs> or we've given you intelligence and a personality and all you're ever going to do is sit in the corner and tear up pieces of paper that I throw at you. <laughs> okay, so we have a paper shredder and a baker. Okay, that's all good. We need to make have a paper shredder and an easy bake oven. <laughs> an easy bake muffin? Okay. Yes. So, the, as you folks are training, you reach a... Wait, did we ever talk about Squeak's training? Squeak has not rejoined you all yet, and so he hasn't shared what... Is he the light in the on. tower? Is he the lighthouse? He's the I lighthouse! Might, I might have something to do with that. <laughs> there oh, is a stalemate that develops, a, a stasis between the Indir forces and the mammals in the tower. So they've cleared out a block around the tower, and they've stationed archers on top of the buildings, 
so that they can continue to snipe at any mammals that show either on the roof or on the landing where you all came up. And so far, there has been no progress of further incursions from the mammals, nor have the in-deer guard been able to establish any sort of beachhead back into the town. And so there is a no-man's land around the tower. Over the week and a half or so that you guys have been training, they have reached this stasis. And so the guard is regularly changing and just keeping watch over this part of the city. And Karen Balthorek is trying to raise money and trying to organize the engineers of the town to build some sort of fortification to cut off the tower's access to the interior of the city because it's the wall itself that rose up. And so if they can get into the tower, they're getting through the wall. Don't you mean the interior? Are you going to have to give out punishments for what is the what is the faith the the common it's not really a state faith the common faith that Chiron represents that they're having their potluck at the temple is it we don't need to name the deity we could name the order of the uh, salamanders. domain no 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 salamanders <laughs> no more salamanders we, could, we, could we already have adorable is it, a, is it a healing the pomsky faith is it um, a light faith is it and a valor faith and being valor because and what is race is what race is it mostly run by, too? Dragonborn. We're in the as dominant species in Dragonborn. I think something yeah. Valor-related. Okay. I would call it Valor-related is the person who yeah. runs it. No, no, Chiron is the person who runs the, the local. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that, that's his nickname. That's his nickname. Valerie? <laughs> yeah. V- Valerie Layden. Oh, no. <laughs> that, the pun. That's, it's very that's funny. funny. That's Her the underling. <laughs> the underling? Yeah. This particular neighborhood of Indir is more diverse than many neighborhoods in Indir. There are more aliens, more... Immigrants, more aliens. <laughs> not dragon one. So more recent, recent settlers, people from different lands, far flung places, the Warrens from the Horde, and even flying things. They're fairly open minded. They interact with one another quite a lot. So it is a a diverse group that is gathering together to celebrate because Chiron is determined that even though we are at war and there is a constant threat of invasion and death and destruction every day that should not prevent us from celebrating life and the spirit of the temple. And so there is this regular festival that they do every year. 
and they're having a potluck for it. And so the neighborhood is gathered together in the temple courtyard to feast and to celebrate, to enjoy some music. Torin is there, who is the bard mentor for Sweet. And uh, he, is, he is a celebrated minstrel. Yeah, everyone's getting together. What exactly is he? Laval, they're making baked goods for the potluck, or did he bring baked goods if he is there? Is my question. Did he, he bring He food? would have made some in advance, yes. Okay, just to make sure. Laval's catering. Laval catering. Hey, that's a good idea for his business. A catering company. Laval, custom builders. <laughs> Anything that you in particular want to bring to the potluck? It means that members of Clyde's tribe can bring me a little combo cuisine, little... You? <laughs> I don't want to eat any We've got combo. all the delicacies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, roasted centipede. Who the wants stew. Yeah. Weird combo snack. And Clyde's distance cousin tournaments. Rat stew. Yeah. Not bad, it's delicious. I brought his friend Ridley over. When the troll attacked, the tribe split, and Ridley brought, is the one from the second group, so he brings Ridley over. He's a bit of a pirate, you might say. Is Yar. Is he have a pirate accent and everything? Oh my god! He is a full-on pirate. We're talking big hat, two rapiers, and all this crazy. Pirates usually didn't. But is his full name Kemp's Ridley? Right. It's the kind of sea turtle. Oh, yes, we didn't do that. No. Yeah. It's, really it's, it's, squeaks. A, it's a Metroid. It's yeah. bringing yeah. some. Who squeaks? Squeak <laughs> is, bringing, is bringing some home cooked food. No, Delicious seaweed lob. and algae <laughs> with some scallop in there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if Ridley really was a chemistry, he actually might like, like that. If he really was a chemistry. Vaisuda and Pete and the rest of their family are there, and they brought spaghetti, which is basically pizza, but instead of cheese, you have spaghetti. Yes! Kantu brought lunch. I love it. And Kantu brought lunch. So. Kantu brought lunch. brought a special meal. Classic. In your cuisine. Now, Keats is uh, a distant relative, is that right? Or No, adoptive. Uh, I see, adoptive, right. And I have, okay. And, and Valisar, was there a detail that you wanted to share with the audience about your family, or do you want to just have that come out and play well, about thought, your family? I'll, I'll just say it right now. I, I think I, I thought I already mentioned it, but I, I guess I didn't. Basically, Vaisuna's family isn't like related by blood. It's basically just all these people who adopted each other. And they're like, you are now my brother. You yeah. are now that person I know. Also, Clyde's kind of been unofficially adopted, yes. too. So, my sister's gang and my and Clyde's tribe have known to intermingle. Or, when I intermingle, like, communicate with one So, there are many kobolds. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> many of your extended tribe, by Sumi. Not by blood but by the bond deeper than blood, the brother and sisterhood of the shadows. Friendship is magic. <laughs> uh, and 
And Kaitu brought lunch. Uh, uh, as, in, <laughs> as in his pet mouse named Lunch. I told you his <laughs> name was Lunch. Yay! But Balasar brings something very special. He brings the ghost stew and the mead of Gignor. And Gignor. also yeah. he brings a hometown meal that he would make back in his hometown. And it looks very revolting because it is a dark brown with blood red icing cake. But it goes in a cone shape that fills in, so it looks like a volcano. But the flavor, the red icing is chili pepper flavored, and a lot the brown is dirt flavor. No, not hazelnut. So did Nevada? Um, oh, is this this is a hometown recipe so directly you probably from did it, did it yourself but the, because Maval no, doesn't Balasar, really relate to Balasar told Maval okay. how to cook it because Balasar is very so it's classy. A, it's a fusion of Balasar, your homeland and the Maval's ancient kind of like human baking things. Close yeah, friend, Maval kind of like brother because they lived together for mm. a long time when Balasar was really young. Well, only for a year. But still, so they kind of just like best friends, like brothers, like not like blood brothers, but best friend like brothers. But okay. so but, you know. he does all the cooking, Balasar does everything else. Thank you for listening to All Ages RPG, the role playing podcast for gamers of all ages. With this episode, even more NPCs were introduced. To help you keep track of all the characters, we've created a wiki on our website allagesrpg.com, with a guide to characters and locations heard on our podcast. Let us know what you think. You can leave us a comment on our website, allagesrpg.com, tag us on Twitter, or send us a DM at allagesrpg, or simply post a review of our podcast wherever podcasts are heard. I'm looking forward to our next episode in which we'll continue the street festival that Chiron has been organizing. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to our game. We certainly enjoyed playing it.